0: Music, reviews, chat, poems,
1: comedy, writing, interviews,
2: EFM, it's radio
1: for so much more. Hello
3: Hello. and welcome to the Vandal Factory Radio Show. My name's Henry (laughs) Ravy.
0: (laughs) i'm natalie quatermass i
3: just thought i'd throw you a little trick
0: (laughs) oh i thought it's because our brains are fried on this midweek because our brains are mushed together no i thought
3: you you dealt very well and professionally with that little (laughs) only joking viewers viewers listeners uh, i'm not really henry oh uh i'm i'm nat and the other one's henry
0: Me, that's me. I'm Henry, punk poet extraordinaire. And
3: together we are Vandal Factory.
0: Lovely stuff. And we have this little
3: uh, radio show podcast where we like to talk about art and activism.
0: Our two favourite things.
3: Indeed. And we always start every show by asking each other, how's your hope? How's your anger? Hey,
0: Natalie Quatermass, if that is your real name, which I'm starting to doubt, (laughs) how's your hope? Slash anger
3: bucket tons of anger recently. Um, a lot of anxiety as well, and I think maybe anxiety is on the other is a different kind of opposite to anger.
0: So we need to add, how's your hope? How's your anger? How's your anxiety?
3: (laughs) We'll talk about mental health later on in the show because it's Mental Health Awareness Week. Are you Um, aware of mental health? I am indeed aware.
0: (laughs) That you have mental health?
3: No, I was just going to say that I uh, have been trying to use anger as a sort of fuel to get out of an anxious state okay you know so you can get because i find anxiety is like very paralyzing Mm. and then if you get angry about something you can then as to quote commoners choir anger motivates action Mm. and here's where the action begins
0: my hope is really good because um i've just helped put on a gig a couple of weeks ago now so basically long story short there's people out there that are transphobic and there are people out there that claim to be punks that are transphobic right. so we want and people out there that claim to be punk poets that are transphobic right. so we wanted to set up a night that says punk rock and punk poetry isn't transphobic it isn't about punching down it's about um celebrating the outsider and it's about building space. So we put on a night called Punching Up. That's Love me it. and my good friend Crow, as well as some help from Simon Woodup. And we had a whole slew of amazing poets, AJ McKenna, um, Chris Campbell and Bridget Hart, as well as a lovely open mic. And you know what? That thing of like, it was at the war chambers, that mm. a, a, a punk venue and yes. everyone's cheering and there's like energy and someone just went, I just want to read a poem and just like wrote one in, 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 in the interval and like amazing. got up and said their truth. I know that there's no one there that, was probably on the fence about trans rights. Okay. Yeah. I get that it was sort of preaching to the converted or the choir, but really like creating these spaces to that fuel. Anger fuel. is saying about anger. Yeah. Fuel yeah. to be like, okay, great. This is our community. This is our space. This is what we yeah. stand for. And we're going to go out into the world and keep making a, a difference and keep changing. And things. it's
3: so important to keep that anger, that nourishment. To keep the, the flames burning. Otherwise, you just you burn out, right? And it's a pretty yeah. miserable world, outright.
0: Because it was just like, yeah, fist in the air. Woo! Excellent. I've got my fist in the air, listeners. Can, <laughs> Natalie, can, I can you confirm? can confirm. Excellent. Yes, I can Good. confirm. I'm
2: down
3: now. Marvellous. You're going to play us a song then? Yeah, so
0: I just thought I'd play a tune by an American trans artist called Evan Greer. Uh, and this is uh, uh, an ode they wrote to... Um, Trans justice. I feel like we said trans rights, but also like trans liberation. Mm -hmm. Um, so this is the tyranny of either or
2: better quiet down.
4: is a threat But we were not the ones who declared war Every year we read the names of those we lost Every day we're sick and tired We just want to be ourselves We just want to live our lives you
0: Tyranny of Either Or by Evan Greer. Now, I dare say it's somebody's birthday coming up, Natalie Quatermass. three days ago, actually. Oh, yeah, it was... The... <laughs> I dare say it was somebody's birthday three days ago. Yeah. And we had a nice little party and we watched Eurovision. Yeah. And that was all good. But I need to give you your present.
3: <gasps> Exciting. And the
0: present will be delivered through the power of... Jingles, or specifically <laughs> audio that I am going to to, to um. play up here. Okay, so um, see if you can guess who this person is, okay, uh, just by listening to them talking. <laughs> you get the gist, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: Hello,
3: Birmingham joy to be here. I'm only from Derbyshire, so it's absolutely lovely to be back. Um, I just want to do a little be survey from just to kick yeah. off I want Is he a sooty? bit of tonight.
0: Can you give me a cheer? Yeah. One, two, three. We are going to see in Manchester's <gasps> um, incredible f- frog and bucket comedy show, gig space, Izzy Sooty oh, in October. Great. So there we go. Lovely comedian, yeah. po- fellow podcaster. Fellow podcaster. We should go up to him and be like, we also do podcasts. <laughs>
3: I'm sure no one ever said that. That's super. Thank
0: you very much, Henry Ray. That's all right, mate. So we have our first interview of the show with uh, our pal Joe Solo. So gig spaces and creating those spaces. Joe's been part of the We Shall Overcome community who Mm -hmm. throughout the age of austerity from, I think, 2016 have been responsible for putting on gigs which offer solidarity, not charity, of fundraising and connecting Mm -hmm. people. And I think in terms of artists that make me walk away going absolutely we can change this world like joe is someone that always nourishes me like sometimes i want to book in to see him or even book him just so i can go okay great and today i listened to his latest album um which is out now (gasps) which is called never let them win i listened to it in the car and i tell you what when i got out of that car i was like fist pumping in the air can you confirm i've got my fists up in the air can confirm hello joe hi joe good evening from the sheds, can you describe your current location for us please yeah it's
5: kind of like it's a bit disingenuous to call it a shed because it's a really massive shed but <laughs> it, is effect- it is effectively a wooden building that whose whose walls are like a teenage bedroom if that teenage bedroom was um somebody who'd spent the last 35 years in music and politics
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's ordinary. like what Henry's Henry's bedroom wall will
5: look like when he grows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's a it's a good thing because most of this stuff, until the shed got um, renovated a couple of years back, it was um, it was in boxes in the house. Because the missus didn't want the house looking like this for obvious reasons. So it was great having a nice warm, dry place where I could actually put it all out. And and it was quite amazing pinning it all up and remembering all these gigs and all these events and all these matches and all these various things. It was quite it was quite something because you realize just just how, how, how many places you've been.
3: I feel like I've been there before, even though I haven't, but I have like virtually been in, in the shed. Many times with like different gigs that you do from there. And I, I only realised just before we went, we started this interview that it's two years today that we were doing Isolation Fest.
5: That's right, yeah.
3: Oh, for those people that don't know. So Joe did a a, a Solidarity Festival raising money two years ago when we were in the in the dreamy days of that first lockdown. And you get the award, Joe, for the best it was the best festival Aww. gig Zoom thing that I did like in all the two years. I made my whole front room into like a fortress with blankets and um, got so into it that by the end of the day, I thought you and Grace Petrie and Billy Bragg were all just like partying with me in my kitchen. And it was it was
5: awesome. Well, that was the beauty of it because it was quite a new thing then. We We were quite ahead of this because I said to the other guys, look, we're going to be locked down I, when it got to italy i said we're going to be locked down so the gigs aren't going to be possible let's have a think about what might be possible so we started playing around with facebook groups and we started um just watching the clock so basically when we locked down on the 23rd of March, we were ready to put that festival out because we'd seen it coming so we were probably the first at which which helped and, and and also we went trying to sell you anything whereas a lot of a lot of artists tried to use it as a secondary form of income ours was very much definitely about getting people together and seeing if we could keep Pauline's doors open and I think I think just that focus made it different mm-hmm. to the others and I'm, I'm really proud of what we did Pauline Town runs a pub called The Station in Ashton Under the Line and that pub is basically a drop-in centre for anybody who's struggling in the community. And that's that's absolutely everybody. And over the last two years, obviously, that's encompassed a lot more people than the street homeless she was looking after originally. Um, so she's giving out somewhere between 80 and 150-pack lunches every day. To see her back behind the bar on May the 14th that the big gig we're going to do to open it, I'll tell you what, I'm going to be struggling not to cry. It's going to be oh. brilliant.
0: I suppose there's there's an element of activism that means you have to be fleet of foot. You have to adapt and change and respond. Certainly I felt that of the past 10 years as the Tories go, right, here's a new austerity policy. And we have to go, oh, right, what's our response to this? Whether that's artistically, let's write a song or a piece about it. Or like, you know, take to the streets or do some, or, or you know, community organising in or response. I, yeah. um, and I guess that's an example with the festival where COVID's hit and we have to like adapt and change. But your new album, Joe, uh, Never Let Them Win, uh, you talk in the liner notes to it. Um, I say liner notes, it's a thing on Bandcamp, so it's not really liner notes, but in the description <laughs> you talk about, it's about the past, it's about growing up with punk, it's about learning things and mistakes. Can you talk a little bit about where this... I Because your albums are always very sort of thematic, I find that, you know, you've got albums about the minor strike, albums about whole, albums about the Spanish Civil War. I, I think it's come from well, well it, it, it's hard to put
5: it's hard to put into terms without sounding like I'm being dogmatic but I'm really not but what what's happened to the left over the last probably decade is it's become essentially a home for liberals um it's people who believe that you can tweak the, the system and make it better for enough people for it to be acceptable and and anybody who doesn't agree with that is, is an extremist. You, you saw that with you saw that with Corbyn, and you saw that with the attacks on various people around around um, various political voices. That has thrown up a whole bunch of problems. In that, that's not what socialism is. You know, socialism isn't tweaking a system to make it acceptable to be enough people to be enough. Um, used to enough people it, it's about changing it wholesale the the, the best way i can put this I, I, I saw a quote yesterday from sonia pederson and she, she died a few years ago but and and she had this great quote that i love and it, it's socialism isn't about not having nice things it's about wanting everybody to have nice things right and 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 that is the essence of it all you know it, it, you, don't, it, you don't have to live in this kind of austere drab gray society there's enough wealth out there for us all to have great lives you know now i, I was born into the punk rock I, 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 that my first the first record that really set me off was go for it by stiff little fingers and that was about 1983 so i was just after punk and two tone but already in anachronism you know i i, I was looking i was looking through record racks not for the smiths but for all buscock singles and old clash singles you know so um, I, by even by the mid 80s i was way out of time but People who, who were forged in that kind of environment with that music and those ideas and and the politics at the time that was very polarized, and you still you could still feel right and wrong, you could still feel there was an alternative and it was worth fighting for. That's something that stayed with me my whole life. And and so I, I wanted to write an album that that set that up, but it, which it does with the opening track. This this is how my politics were forged. I was
6: born in black and white As the 60s lost their swing And this punk rock came along I was told to call it in The set generation The sketchy of small towns Sprung from city, yeah in brand new hand me
5: and then as you go through, it's it's where some of that was taken away where some of the idealism died where it was renewed where society went wrong where
0: i went wrong where, what what could have been done better a lot of my politics came from like you i guess like listening to lyrics like i heard about the diggers through billy bragg i heard about um spanish Civil war through the clash and sudden boom six had all these references to um the war in iraq and and they were talking about well have you heard about what's happening in chile and the congo and nicaragua and i was like what is happening in the chile and congo and nicaragua i don't know i have to google it do you find that that's an important tool for you to educate, I suppose, not just in the lyrics, but on the stage in these conversations.
5: I found out about the Spanish Civil War after, after I'd had Spanish bombs. Mm-hmm. You're you not learning it in school, you, you learn it because Strummer wrote that lyric in 1979 and, and, and you read about it. I think, I think the International Brigade Memorial Trust is by and large populated by people who have Spanish bombs in the record collection. Um, I, I think and and that's important for a songwriter to do so i felt like i was i was in in that tradition you know i was saying these people are important to me in the hope that somebody who listens to that record picks up those books and reads them
3: we started the interview talking about like our need to like how it is important that we evolve and adapt and keep on moving and thinking of thinking on our feet and there's something about needing to do that really really quickly particularly in like modern times and going okay, but keeping steadfast with your your values of solidarity and and um, of socialism, and going okay. Well, what do those those values that have got a long, long history? What do they look like in this new context? And we're like con- constantly needing to reevaluate that.
5: We I, 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 I've got a lot of fog to punch through before we can get to anything yeah. approaching truth, and and I think. Um, it, it it's always best to analyse from the position of a working person. You know, I, 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 I know this goes back to Marx, I guess. But to, you, you look at any situation in terms of yourself as as, as, a, as a working class, as a working class woman or me, as a working class bloke, right? What, what does the world look like to me? Not what do I think the world looks like? in the way that I'm being ex- it's been explained to me. What does it look like to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Strummer, going back to the class, Joe Strummer uh, once said that you have, you have to think for a million hours before you get to an original thought. <laughs> and, and I think it's a really fascinating quote. And I think it's probably more true now because you've got so much fog to punch through before yeah. you actually get to, 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 a, to an actual crystallized thought. It was
6: Joe Strummer who came and cracked the- Court. It's not what to think, it's how to think. And I sent me down this road. No one ever learned to talk, but body learned to listen. No. And who teaches the working class about socialism? Red marks and angles, yeah, I'm bound for glory too. And on my darkest days, Bob Trestle pulled me through, led me to them Norfolk's, books, the grams she wrote in prison, yeah. But who teaches the working class about socialism?
0: People can read more about the piano ferries. Debacle and the way they've treated workers. And we don't need to go over the exactly the ins and outs, but from a musician's perspective, you've obviously gone out there on protests and support of the RMT and done music. And I just wondered if you could talk about that role that we have where, yeah, we've got speeches and, yeah, we've got workers talking about their experiences and officials and councillors and MPs, but what it matters, why it matters that someone with a guitar comes up and is part of that movement of that action. and that campaign. Well, well, what what I try to do,
5: what what musicians by and large do is, we we try and we try and distill messages into bite sized chunks. It, 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 it's often viewed as frivolous, and, and it's often viewed as 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 you want in applause. But in those situations, it, it isn't. It what it does in, I, I, I describe it in physics terms, right? It's one of Newton's laws says that energy can neither be created nor destroyed, merely converted from one form to another, right? So what a musician does is it is we convert the potential energy in everybody into kinetic energy. That's the bit that makes you go, yay! That's the bit that makes you feel really great. You're singing along, and you feel like you can change the world,
6: right? Counter-revolutionary compromise. We need to agitate and educate and organize. So sing up, sing loud, sing out, sing proud. And let's just see how far we can get. Stand up, stand tall Cos at the end of it all, yeah The future isn't over yet
5: We marched out onto the road and stopped the traffic and we walked up and down Eden Road and held up people's afternoon with placards supporting the workers. Now, um, you would think that you would get an awful lot of swearing but the majority of people were beeping their arms in support at us and, and that's a good example of what... what what music can do, proud to be a part of it whenever I can. I
3: don't know much about, uh, I don't know enough about physics to know if kinetic energy can transfer through radio waves, but but if it can, we're we're going to try and create some right now, Joe, by asking you what song you'd like to play on East Leeds FM. Oh, I'd,
5: I'd, I'd really love you to play um, a Jess Silk track. It's a beautiful song. It's on our, um, it's on our album last, from last year called Blitz Spirit. Perfectly describes uh, her um, feelings in the wake of the uh, December 2019 um, election result, and it's called If We're Damned.
7: We're back here again, and I thought this time in a past always darkest before the dawn And I am holding on to that we got it wrong And it seems that they're getting more right And as the storm clouds all creep in, It's getting hard to see the light But there is hope And we've got enough to come. around There's a light In the darkness can be found there's a flight. a beacon that's not going out, there's a call. And if we're down, we'll all go down together, we'll keep up the fight.
1: every single song you own is a banger?
0: It's time for Nat's Banger of the Hour.
6: Bangers? Is it a banger?
3: Yes, it is. it's time for my banger of the hour. Henry Raby, are you ready?
0: I am steeled. I'm on hooks. I'm fortified.
3: Now, before I announce the banger of the hour,
0: (laughs) sorry, that was a big build-up,
3: I wanted to make it really clear that there is absolutely no reason at the moment why I have chosen this song. Just
0: just because you enjoyed the song, right? Yeah,
3: absolutely. There is no satirical reason why I might choose this banger To go Mm. in this hour. Coincidence that it's pure random. Really has nothing to to say about me, my political beliefs, you
0: (laughs) So without any more hesitation, what is the banger of the hour? God save the Queen by the Sex Pistols.
8: Does
0: his own thing. That's right, folks. It's the time of the show where I get to do my own thing. And that usually is a poem, actually. Let's be right. I must have just call it like Henry does a poem. But mm-hmm. that's the name of the feature. And we're sticking with it after seven episodes. So this is absolutely mega working progress. So please don't judge me for it, Natalie Quatermass. Take I off your judgy face. I cannot confirm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Thinking about Joe's interview, reflecting on the interview you're going to hear in a little bit with Petrol Girls. This is um, a piece I'm trying to think about what punk means. I wrapped myself into a patchwork of all the things that made me me pricked my fingers on 50p 50p badges and sewing needles, stowed away lyrics still burning mix CDs for friends without CD players, made playlists lamented broken up bands a bedroom or long journey rebellion burned the words into my head and into my heart and it didn't hurt, found peace in the noise beneath like a mutant family, they were looking for another war but I was looking for another world something for every kid slinging for something i know it's been said sung and shouted before but i love music do printing off song lyrics at college to study later gluing these words into a thick yellow notebook 40 years too late never mind the bollocks branding i know i know it's commercial and sellout but i can get much purer than a teenager communing with dead to be musicians it We stamped hands on doorways guarding wobbly tables, grinned at friends and strangers when the song strikes up. A single match starts a fire spreads from the stage to the bar. We're still dancing as the scene is burning. We're not frozen, poisoned or paralysed. So take a look around at your underground. Does it need burning down and rebuilt? Because somewhere so dirty can keep you clean. We love scenes. We have printed off flyers at work. We have made social media posts. We have made chili. We have made it here and we've made it work. And yes, we have not brought a big enough audience. And yes... This will be the pinprick to my joy but yes we have a crowd enough to smile and sing this week night "'Ourselves.' "'They lament the old ways and old days and scenes, "'summoned from shards, "'try to possess the present with the gruff of their past. "'If their punk is just about causing offence, "'its sights are so low. "'Is their rebellion micromanaged by millionaires? "'It is a naff rebellion. "'Amp's turned up loud, drowning out their grumbling. "'Our punk is working class and black and Asian and Jewish "'and disabled and female and trans. Our "'Our punk is growing a new world here.' Inside our hearts. Here we go. A little All reference right. to anarchist civil war fighters there? I've either. written
3: down the phrase "NAF rebellion <laughs> that is lovely stuff.
0: I mean dear dear listeners it, it might not blow your mind that I actually wrote a different word instead of naff but this is <laughs> this is acceptable radio but maybe I'll just I edit think it it now.
3: Brilliant. Na- yeah. naff naff it's brilliant NAF
0: rebellion na- mm, no. mm. NAF rebellion so that was sort of inspired by um, my love for punk music and we're going to listen now to an interview I did with uh, oh I don't know if they're listening but they're one of my favourite bands and I uh, just think like they it, it encapsulate everything about punk so we're going to hear from petrol girls
9: uh, hello i'm joe i play guitar and a little bit of singing
1: hi i'm robin i play bass and also a little bit of shouting as well hi i'm ren i am
8: um, shouting and jumping around yeah i mean we describe ourselves as like a feminist punk band non-political punk bands kind of confuse me a bit I guess, I don't know, it's just always been what I've wanted to shout about from the get-go, really. And yeah, like feminist stuff, but also like looking at where feminist stuff like links in with like other other topics. So I think we've got um, some abolitionist politics coming up on the new record. And I mean, with the feminist stuff though, I keep thinking like after each album, I'm like, oh, well, I've, I've done all the feminist topics now. And then I'm like, oh no, <laughs> no, no. Um, so we've got like like finally done one um about abortion, which I, I actually wanted to do on the last record, but um yeah, it I wasn't in the right headspace there. Baby I had an abortion. Baby I had an abortion. And, got party banger about abortion. Um, and then on like the kind of other end of the sort of Uh, mood spectrum we've got one about femicide which is the topic that I'm like most active on at the moment um but yeah and obviously try and keep it like trans inclusive and
9: music style we kind of like we called ourselves post hardcore in the past in the sense that we were playing quite fast quite loud music but we were trying to kind of push it musically in terms of you know time signatures interesting harmonies and stuff but with this new album I think we've gone in more of a kind of I don't know, I guess you could call it post-punk sort of thing, where we've slightly simplified it down, trying to keep an element of weirdness and kind of like some fun, crazy vibes, weird noises and, you know, a bit more grooves and a bit more just kind of general funness.
0: Well, let's talk about that record. So, so Robin, you founded part of Personal Best, a uh, big fan of, of of that band as well. Describe yourselves more as... Uh, Classic rock for tragic lesbians. Um, And so what was it like coming into the the Petrol Girls gang and being able to play something harder, heavier, louder, um, but still, obviously, for tragic lesbians, obviously, it's still accessible.
1: (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm going to embarrass myself here because I'm going to gush about how much I've always really admired Petrol Girls. And, like, one of the bands I've seen live over the years and just been always impressed with and just thought, wow, they sound so... Oh, can I swear? (laughs) they sound so f-ing good and tight and um so when they asked me to have a jam with them and 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 go on tour it was a real honor felt genuinely felt like a real honor to be playing with these amazing musicians and then obviously on top of that like just the music being so great the message being so great yeah it is a, it is very different to the music that i write for personal best um but i think I think because, um, like like what Joe was saying about the sort of post-punk and some more like poppy elements to the record, I think, and I hope that my style's sort of been complementary to that um, and also doing some nice sort of backing vocals as well and getting a bit of singing and shouting in. Um, so, yeah, it was an amazing experience. The whole recording process was awesome. Still just feel really honoured that I got asked in the first place. So I'm kind of riding on that wave. And the, the new album is amazing, I think, like, we're all really proud of it, as rightfully so, because it just sounds sounds really boss, really boss.
9: We had a lot of conversation about what we wanted this album to be, and we went through a lot of different iterations of songs. I think we wrote, you know, 20 songs or more for this album, which normally we just, everything we write makes it onto the record. But, yeah, trying, realising that kind of we were going in a direction which was potentially trying to be a bit too intellectualising the music and showing off in terms of some of the stuff we do and just generally going for something that's a bit more, a bit more fun, a bit more, um, yeah, we, we play with more kind of grooves, more, just trying to think more of the vibe of the record.
0: In the video for Clowns, it's a it's a live gig, uh, well, it, it, you're, you're playing live, but it looks like you're having loads of fun, like it looks like everyone's just like well up for doing this and there's like a little Rocky Horror picture show reference in putting your hands on your hips in the in the line Like when I see Petrol Girls live, like there's so, there's heaviness and there's obviously talk about really important essential topics. But like also there's fun, like you seem to have loads of fun on stage. I don't know if you could talk about that, that like, yes, we we want to call out the shit in the world. I'm going to have to bleep myself now, but also like we can be celebratory as well.
8: Yeah, I think um, that's something that I'm realizing is like more and more important like it's it's been really important to me on like a mental health level because I think if you like uh constantly try and engage with like all the (laughs) the world is throwing around it's like it's too much and like anyone like you'll just you'll crumble and it's no life if you don't try and like have some joy in it you know I was really depressed at the start of writing it Um, but it was actually like when I'd come out of this like really terrible bout of depression and like finally started taking antidepressants that like I started to be able to actually contribute to the record and I think like I want to be like open about that because people are often like oh no I won't take antidepressants because it'll make me not creative anymore and stuff like that and it's like of course it changes it, it changes things but like for me, like I'm like, oh god, why didn't I take these like five years ago? Um, and it's been like a really um a really great step for me personally. Um and yeah, I think like, yeah, in that clowns video, I mean we just really enjoy playing together. And I think like it's been you know great having Robin join us. Um, and like yeah we we rock out on stage sometimes we coordinate our headbanging like it's it's a good time and like yes there's a lot of political opportunity in gigs in terms of like people coming together physically in the same space but like also there's only so much you're going to achieve politically in a, in a gig space and like it's important to have a good time as well like we've, we've got a party <laughs> like especially after the few years we've had
0: a theme of the show that we often talk about is hope and anger and them sort of being almost two sides of the same coin sometimes i just want to ask robin um what's giving you hope at the moment are you finding hope anywhere in music or punk communities
1: um i want to shout out um level up which is um an organization which my friend Janie starling friend of the band and also featuring on the record is a part of I went to a demo a few months ago, which was um, um, put in pressure on legislation to stop pregnant women being sentenced to to having jail sentences. Um, There's a real horrible, uh, horrible load of statistics about how many babies are lost in prison. Um, Obviously, that's very depressing and awful. And just being in that environment, just seeing the amazing work that these people do and how passionate people are and also like how balanced they are about it as well. And I I think what gives me hope is that there seems to be a real trend now in activist circles where people are like knowing their limitations, knowing when to sort of like, like Ren said, for, for mental health, knowing when to like sit back, let other people take the reins. And I think that gives me hope because that's that's longevity there.
0: Joe, a few years ago, the, the Petrol Girls song, The Future Is Dark. How are you feeling about hope and anger? We, I just feel like the world gets darker and darker, but um, is there any sort of spark for you in the the future?
9: The future always often does feel a bit dark, doesn't it? But I kind of feel like when we were, um, it feels like focusing on that is not helpful. You know what I mean? So I, there was a, a lot, you know, when we were talking about doing this struggle in the process, we were, on the last album, we did a lot of kind of, opening up about depression and introspection and we definitely could have done that a lot again this time but we kind of thought it's not it's not helpful you know what I mean we want to we want to slightly give a kind of a message which feels more hopeful which maybe can you know combined with politics can actually feel inspiring or uplifting to people or kind of help them with whatever you know, they're trying to do, if they're doing any kind of activism, it's more kind of how you choose to focus your energy, I guess, if that makes sense.
0: I love the, is it the album cover is like a big painted mural of of colours that you like literally physically did. What What was that decision to make something really sort of a tangible physical album cover that was splashed and painted?
8: i i i really i had some really it's never happened to me before but i just had a really strong feeling about the colors for the album like it started with peach and then sort of came to like the reds and the oranges and then the like pinks and the purples of the lilacs um and i also like i mean the painting doesn't look like it at all but like i was also really um like i think because i've been doing so much stuff about femicide i was also thinking a lot about flowers and bouquets of flowers. Um so I was just messing around and painting a bit in the studio. And, um, and I don't paint like this was just me having a go. And Pete was like, Oh, I've got this massive canvas that I've been using as a as a pro- screen like a projection screen. Um, do you want to paint it? And like, I was so like nervous about it because like obviously I needed so much paint and it was like really overwhelming to spend that much money on paint um but like we were like okay no this can be the album cover but then also album cover like pressure like and it's like okay you got one got one shot um and like Um, It was actually really funny, I got so overwhelmed, I had a massive panic attack right before I was about to start painting. And um, Joe and Zotka had to take me to the hospital because I thought I was having a heart attack. (laughs) It was hilarious. Um, And um, yeah, I think yeah there's a lot of emotion in that painting but like once i uh, realised that I wasn't having a heart attack I was just a bit worked up about my painting um it was actually really really great doing it and like really fun and just like I got I just got paint everywhere it was, it was great
0: well there we go listeners you need to pre-order you need to buy you need to pick up petrol girl's new album baby to pay for the paint but is there a song that you'd like us to play on East Leeds FM.
8: Oh my God! No, let's do let's do um Dirty Talons. <laughs> let's do Dirty Talons. This is, um so um Zoc and our tour mum um so our tour manager have a new band called Dirty Talons. What's the one that's got the good like ha?
4: Huh?
0: No holds barred. Yes. is pulling into Nat's provocation station.
3: Excellent. And to close the show, this is uh, its the time of the show where I get to provoke you, Henry, maybe. Oh. <laughs> if,
0: if you thought I was on hooks before, oh, no. the hooks have grown astronomically. <laughs> I am ready to be provoked.
3: <laughs> well, I tell you what, I am more nervous about this one than I've been with any of my other previous provocations because I'm gonna talk about my me mental health Oh
0: bloody hell. here we go it's bloody okay. millennial yeah. talking about mental health
3: well, well yeah I mean that is very much the, what I'm gonna dissect a little bit for you here um as I said at the top of the show it, it's mental health awareness week and um you know that's all of it's it's a great thing that I'm sure raises lots of money and it's a fantastic thing, no question that we are. It's good to be aware of mental health and mental health issues and struggles and all that that means. I think if you're not in a great space in terms of your own mental health, it's quite challenging to just constantly have mental health awareness week. Mental health awareness week. Are you aware of your mental health? Feeling depressed? Are you aware? Are you aware? Be more aware. And so I just I found it I found it quite intense. You know, the old depression and anxiety has been been pretty high recently. The old
0: Mr. Anxiety knocking at the old door. Oh, hello, Come come on
3: in. Lady
0: depression slipping in (laughs) for a piece of cake and a bit Ah, of a cry.
3: Please let me get out the coasters. (laughs) Exactly. And so I wrote this um, when I was in a little bit of a, a white hot panic. A white hot panic? Yeah a uh, whp yes uh, something that's been uh, a pretty consistent feeling for me uh in the last four days or so and i think i think it's worth worth acknowledging that I think we're, we're both very lucky, I certainly am, to be the kind of gender, culture, my class, allows me to, to talk about my mental health and to say I'm not okay and to talk about my feelings. I mean, God, I don't have my feelings. You know, being in the creative arts, it's yeah. not something that's ever been um, a hurdle that I've had to jump over, really. Not that it's always easy to say that you're not fine, you know, aren't we lucky? And millions and millions of people are not in that situation where they they think it, where it's it's okay for them to say it's not okay, or they the perception is mm. that it's not okay okay for them to say it's okay. Oh my goodness, I'm. T-
0: <laughs> what am I trying to say, Henry? You're trying to say not everyone is able to say they're not okay.
3: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, and so that's really something important to be grateful for but also I get slightly annoyed at it because we've got a national health service that's massively underfunded and overstretched and everyone's really super struggling and so you know you say tell someone about it and go seek help when of course people should be seeking help but that help isn't by far as funded and
0: vast as it should be. What what you mean is um, rather than go seek ha- seek help go put yourself on a massive waiting list. Yeah. And that's not to say don't sign up to those things but yeah. let's be realistic about the state of well any any healthcare in this yeah, country. Yeah.
3: And then and then I'm also thinking about craig oh as henry said it's been my birthday recently so I think maybe that's put me into an extra um, introspective position where Again, I'm very lucky where I've had loads of counselling and medication and mindfulness and exercise and I go into nature twice a day and I talk to my plants all the time and I get good sleep and I nutri- like I feed myself good food and I educate myself about my cycles and my neurons and all this different stuff going on.
0: That sounds exhausting. And it's still...
3: Oh, and still I'm in a WHP, mate. You're still in a still white hot a panic. WHP. I'm like, why? I do all the things that like, I'm really good. Like, mm. why am I waking up feeling like there's a clamp around my chest? And I'm I'm often stuck when I'm in this sort of anxious depressive depressive state. Often stuck between lots of different binary positions, and I can't I can't fix on what is my position on something. So you know for example i'll be trapped in between no i must listen to my body and rest and and i need to opt out of of going to work or doing that social thing and i need to just kind of look after myself and have some quiet time mm. that's okay and no i will not let this this kind of condition mm. or however my body feels right now defeat me and it'll i'll feel better once i've got out there and done that thing or you know Crack on one more time. It's not as bad as you're making it out to be. Don't let people down, turn up. Mm. And and so, like, those two things I find really difficult to find a balance in between.
0: And someone would say that that needs to be productive and doing and cracking on is that, like, pressure of capitalism to obviously pay rent. <laughs> but it's also that pressure of fighting the good fight. Like, yeah. I think, you know, we've talked loads, um, listened to the interviews from Joe and Petrol Girls, and they've been fantastic. But let's also remember this, like, pressure of... The struggle to support mm-hmm. communities, to to support a changing world, is exhausting at times. Yeah.
3: And and I think because then again it comes onto my like other thought patterns is going well. Actually, I know we all live within a capitalist system, but I've made choices, a lot of choices in my life that's carving out how I want. My world to look, and it mm. is to put my mental health and the and the mental health of my community, my village, whether that 's my partner or our neighbors or Seacroft or my family, like the 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 mm. wider society mm. to kind of focus on that and really try and rebuild a community that's that's looking after each other and looking mm. after ourselves and where we 're just covering what we need to cover in terms of money, but it's not the it's not like driving me out the door every day like mm. I must um go make my millions so that I can buy more stuff like that's not the focus of my energy mm. again why would the why would the white hot panic I just can't, I'm, I can't get to it
0: I mean I often think what, what's a good motivator and for a long time I used to think that guilt was a good motivator if you beat Ooh. yourself over the back <laughs> with a stick you go come on be be because you're failing, you're not being very good. But, mm, but that's very Henry Raby. <laughs> it's very Henry Raby. It didn't work, though. No. I mean, we've talked about anger being a motivator, hope being a motivator.
3: Motivation often isn't a thing that I've struggled to find. Right. I remember once being asked in an interview, uh, how are you going to find the motivation to do this job? And it's the <laughs> only time I've ever been, like, really stunned into silence in an interview when I kind of blinked at them and went... Yeah. But uh, uh, so maybe I'm lucky in that regard because I know mm. lots of people don't have the motivation to do stuff.
0: So for you, then it's when it's... all these motivations, all this like can do, all, yeah. like smashes into one another and creates this WHP, the white hot panic of like it's just so stuff. much. Yeah,
3: and and I think that's also yeah we have a lot of options in our world and. And a lot of tabs open physically, Mm. literally and and, spiritually, like I I do think it's super unnatural what to to open your emails and have 50 different conversations going on at once. Mm. And they've all got different threads and different things. And and that's one email Mm. out of three email addresses and three different social media platforms and. A social life and what's up? This like constant connectivity, and I'm not that bad for it. Like I'm not on, as you know, I'm hmm. not on my phone all the time. I find it really stressful to kind of to to navigate constant options. Hmm. So that certainly at the moment, if I hear, if I get asked any question at the moment, <laughs> I go into white hot panic, just like you can She's now? going
0: into a WHP.
3: <laughs> And just start staring at the wall, having a little, having a little stare. But I think, I think the other thing as well is, and this is what like really made me not want to talk about Hmm. this online, was, is all of this, it's just all a massive privilege that we get to think about it all too much. And actually, if you just had a hard labour job, and you were just trying to do it, every day, to cover the bills, to feed your kids. I mean, Jesus Christ, there'll be hundreds of people within spitting distance of this chapel who are choosing between heating and eating mm. tonight. That's a problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in ever going to be in that situation. Like, probably, most chances are, I'm not ever going to be in that situation. So is it all of this just mm. a, you haven't got enough real problems in your life? And I know that's like a right-wing, mm. ulti kind of... pull your your socks pull your socks up type stuff but and again this is where i get like stuck into is this just like the devil in disguise in Mm. my mind but there is part of me that's like oh come on just be better (laughs) crack on but that
0: but that's what i think about when i say about motivation of like that feeling of well i could have it worse i better crack on it doesn't work i don't think i mean it might work to an extent it might get you over the the doorstep every so often it might make you like get on with those emails cuz you know fine i can just do them but it's not a long term solution if like this is if this if you have a raft to stay afloat this this like oh i'm 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 not in a i'm not you know a death store plugs that gap but really this like the 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 floats we build for ourselves need to be much more solidified
3: to end on this is more positive yeah I think it's Ruby Ruby wax but it won't be Ruby wax it'll be Ruby wax like reading someone far more profound and, and scientific but she's a good person for like articulating some complicated stuff in mm. a fun accessible way she was talking about um how we're, we're not built for this planet. We've built a society in terms of cities. I think humans have only been living in cities for like 3000 years. We're really new. Even 3000, that's too much. It must maybe it's 300. Cities are really new and it's an unnatural way to live. We're still like catching up with ourselves. Not living in a village, not living with a family is a really unnatural way to live, to be isolated. And our brains are just going this isn't right (laughs) this isn't right and there's this like beautiful um quote I guess that says you know people are well and are healthy when they feel like they matter when they have a purpose and empathy flows when people care about each other and care that each other exists so if someone has a back has your back and you're working as a team then no matter whether that's inside your house, in your workplace, in in your street, in your whatever your pod is. It could be a virtual community, which, again, <laughs> takes me back to the beginning of like, well, I've got loads of that. So why don't I feel I, good? Why aren't I good? Uh Oh, yeah.
0: uh, do, are you provoked? <laughs> I am so provoked. And listeners, if you're also provoked, then you can drop us an email, drop us a tweet, get in touch with us on the old Facebook and tell us how provoked you are. Because you're our community. You're our gang, yeah. dear listeners.
3: Is it all right, Henry? Everything's,
0: everything's all right. I promise everything's all right. Okay. I mean, it, it's not. But like, <gasps> everything's... <laughs> you're the worst! Oh... Um, Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, dear listeners, thank you very much. Check out our other episodes and uh, hope you don't have a WHP.